This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and I'm your host, Tyler. If you're ready to learn about real estate investing and you're short on time, what do you say we jump right in? Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Driving for Dollars, How to Find and Buy Distressed Properties by Chris Feltus. One of the toughest parts of real estate investing is actually finding properties, especially if you're looking for properties in need of rehab. While MLS listings and foreclosures are an excellent source for below-market fix-and-flip opportunities, hunting down deals with great return on investment, ROI, often involves putting feet to pavement. Real estate investors often call this driving for dollars a practice that involves visiting targeted subdivisions with the intent of locating distressed or abandoned properties. This method can be utilized by real estate investors, wholesalers, and bird dogs alike. Number one, defining your market area. Before putting foot to pedal, know what specific neighborhood you want to survey. This depends on your target market area, exit strategy, and multiple other factors. You might want to consider things like tax assessed value, house age, zip codes, crime rates. Once you have your target area defined, make a list of subdivisions within that area you would like to drive. Number two, gather your supplies. Don't go out barehanded. Before leaving, make sure you have a camera and a pen or pencil. You'll also want to create an Excel sheet or gridded worksheet with space for the following. Property addresses, Notes, like boarded-up windows or code enforcement on window, 
photo identification information so you know which photos map to which properties. Number three, analyze the street scene. When driving for dollars, you must be vigilant and observant at all times. In general, the best time to drive is from 10 a.m. to early afternoon during weekdays. At this time, people are typically at work and it makes it easier to take your time driving through the subdivision. This process becomes easier if you're driving for dollars during Halloween, Christmas, or on a trash pickup day. Why? When Christmas or Halloween is approaching, a good portion of the neighborhood will have decorations of some sort on display. Likewise, during trash pickup day, garbage canisters will be out on the streets. Vacant properties stand out like a sore thumb as they won't have decorations during the holidays or a trash can out front on pickup day. Number four, look for red flags. You're looking for a motivated seller. Generally, that means you're hunting down owners who consider their property a burden and are eager to unload. This might mean that they can't maintain the property. It also could mean they have tenants who treat the house disrespectfully. When driving for dollars, there are several red flags to note. For example, tall grass, boarded up or broken windows, mailboxes filled to the brim, code enforcement taped to the door, piled up newspapers, overgrown vegetation, deferred maintenance. Number five, record and research. As you drive the neighborhoods and locate distressed properties, record the address and any additional notes in your printed worksheet. Take a picture or two of the property as well. Try and take the best, worst picture of the property as possible. This will come in handy later. After you finish your drive, return home and research the specific properties you located on your county assessor's website. Now, review the list of distressed properties you jotted down in your printout. You'll want to filter out properties that don't match your criteria. For instance, if you're looking for high equity properties, look for deed with dates at least 15 years back. Then, make sure the current owner isn't a bank. If it is, you'll likely want to discard that property. Once you have selected all the properties that fit your criteria, create your final marketing list. What to look for at the assessor's office. While the format and presentation will vary between counties and states, Here's what you should find. Reference numbers, potentially including account numbers and geo-reference numbers. Property location. Owner information, including name and address. Prior owner details. Legal description. Tax information. When researching, some investors like to delineate between absentee owners, landlords or people who own inherited properties, and owner-occupied homes, a.k.a. personal residences. It is very simple to check which category a property falls under when researching. If the assessor lists the same address for the owner and property, it is owner-occupied home. If the owner address and property address don't match, it indicates an absentee owner. That means the homes are either unoccupied or used as rentals. Personally, I mail absentee owners and owner-occupied homes alike. Number six, market to your leads. Once you have finalized your list, Choose your marketing approach. Typically, I prefer direct mail, like a yellow letter or postcard. I find custom invitation-style envelopes and a letter template receive the best response rate. Select one camera shot from in the field. You will use two versions of this picture. One copy will be inserted into the body of the letter. The other will be resized as a thumbnail and printed onto the envelope in the top left corner. This dramatically improves my response rate. 
Before they even open the letter, they clearly see an image of their house on the envelope. I recommend handwriting the address, too. Make certain to use the owner address for your mailing address and continue to mail leads every two to three months. Remember, the key to success is consistency and persistence. You will yield the best results with repeat mailings. What if you are unable to find the owner? The more difficult it is to find the owner, the less competition there will be. And that means more opportunity for you. However, if you drive for dollars long enough, you will stumble upon circumstances where the owner's address is unavailable. How can you market to this lead if you don't have their information? Look out for red flags that indicate additional research will be required to find the owner's address. Some of the more common situations are vacant property listed as owner-occupied, you drove by a property that was clearly vacant. However, your assessor says the property is still owner-occupied. Typically, this means the assessor's records are out of date. Updates can take three to four months, depending on the jurisdiction. Mail is returned. Returned yellow letters or postcards that were returned due to failed delivery indicate the owner has moved. No data. Sometimes, the assessor's office shows no data in the owner's address section. Not all is lost. These red flag owners can often still be located. Use deeds of trust and public records. To find a missing owner, pull data from public records and use it to mine Google for owner information. When your assessor lacks sufficient information, pull the deed of trust recorded in your county's public records to identify the current owner. To find your county's public records, simply Google search your county public records. The deed of trust will display all parties involved within the transaction, from grantors to individuals with power of attorney. This data is invaluable when attempting to locate the owner of the property. Mine Google for data. Once you have searched public records, start plugging the owner and any grantors recorded in the deed of trust into Google. For starters, try searching their full name. If that yields few results, try combining their name with local area codes. This might reveal landlines or cell phone numbers of the owner or grantors, current addresses, websites they own, company PDF contact sheets, social media accounts. If you're unable to locate the owner but able to track down one of the grantors, you can often get the contact information you need by reaching out to them. Sometimes you will find PDFs or About Us profile sections on company pages, and you can use this for updated contact information. If you find a URL they own, you can do a who is in the domain and retrieve information that way as well. Leave a note on the property. Tape a note on the property's front door and or garage in case the owner returns to their abandoned property. You can bet if they find a note taped to their garage or front door, they will read it. You never know when the owner may return to collect mail or check on the house. You can write the notes manually if you would like, or you can print out a stack of them using a handwritten font. Either way, bring a bunch with you into the field and make sure to include your phone number, email, and website. Talk to the neighbors. Oftentimes, neighbors are willing to divulge information on the abandoned property owner. After all, no one wants a vacant property sitting next door and dragging their property values down with it. If you see a neighbor outside, strike up a brief conversation, hand them a business card, and many times they will provide helpful information. Hire a skip trace service. 
If all of the above methods fail, consider utilizing a skip trace service. However, if you take some time to research using the methods discussed earlier, you shouldn't need to use a skip trace 9 times out of 10. Pro tip, recruit an army of mailmen bird dogs. While driving for dollars, keep a lookout for mailmen or delivery people. Approach them on their route. Briefly introduce yourself and your business and hand them a card that explains what you're looking for. Tell them if they find a house that fits your criteria and you're able to close on it, they will collect a handsome referral fee. Mailmen know what's going on in a neighborhood better than you do, since they drive or walk specific areas every day. Get to know a few of them, and you will be richly rewarded. Hopefully, with a little bit of legwork and persistence, you will discover some lucrative deals when driving for dollars. Take action, and you will reap results. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Remember, every Thursday there's a new episode of the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast. And they drop an episode each Sunday, too. Twice a week. Sheesh. Slackers. But seriously, check out Brandon and David's show. You can search for it on your podcast app or go to biggerpockets.com slash podcast. Meanwhile, I'll meet you back here tomorrow.